to Mage Hand High Five. I'm your Dungeon Master, Casey Pappas. The ranking this week was given by one of our patrons on Discord, Just Some J. If you have a ranking you want to see on the show, consider joining our Patreon. And now, ranked least to most likely to take the last Baja Blast without telling, <laughs> <laughs> Rowan McStay. Hi there, I'm Rowan McStay, playing Solomon Briar, and I gotta tell you, man, Baja Blast just doesn't do it for me. <laughs> Robin Langenhop. Hi, I'm Robin Langenhop, playing Hayden Kincaid, and I have no interest in Baja Blast, but I will steal it for the bit. <laughs> and Max Weinberg. Uh, hey, this is Max Weinberg. I'm playing Stump Steenling, and I've never had Baja Blast. I'm a big, uh, not big, but a Code Red fan. Ooh. Oh, that's cool. I'm a big Shirley Temple kind of guy. Uh, so <laughs> Code Red really scratches that itch. If there's one thing about Max, he loves grenadine. <laughs> oh, there was a time in my childhood when there was grenadine in my fridge. That's a choice. Whoa. Casey, do you like getting Baja blasted? I'm, I'm, I'm getting Baja blasted. And on that note, let's dive right in. <laughs> oh, <laughs> let's Baja blast this shit right open. <laughs> Last time. On Mage Hand High Five. The party saved LaMarche, who'd been shot in the back by his guards. They took him out and then made a deal with LaMarche, healing him in exchange for dropping his grudge against them for murdering the stranger and depriving him of 20,000 gold. It's a costly heal for LaMarche, but you gotta play the hand you're dealt. One of the guards reveals they had orders to take out an imposter posing as LaMarche and that the real one was hiding in the sink. The party collectively decides to make their way to the sink and take out Courtois, evading both Lamarche's goons and church assassins on the way down. The party approached level 5, the garbage dump of Twin River, and had a showdown with four assassins, one being the head assassin from before. The party fought on a rope bridge suspended over the dump and then in the dump itself. Finally, due in part to a fiery trash monster and an inventive use of rope trick, the party found themselves on a ledge overlooking the monster, grabbing hold of the assassin to eat. Unfortunately, it was at that moment that Hayden recognized the assassin's spiritual weapon as Rat's dagger and realized the masked assailant's true identity. I gotta tell you, for the life of me, I forgot the sink was the dungeon, and you were like, the imposter was hiding in the sink. <laughs> Naturally, he was easy to spot. He's just curled up in there like sink. a little kitty cat. Not a very good hiding place. That's a that's a big sink. It's a big, I have big old sinks down in Twin River. Yeah, I got those double sinks. <laughs> so you are on a ledge about 30 feet above the trash dump below. You're all up there at the moment, including LaMarche. Down below you in the pit, the monster just ate one of the assassins and is now grappled rat and is pulling him in closer to take a bite. Hayden immediately grabs the rope that they had just used in that wild Indiana Jones moment and lowers it down to rat. Rat, please! Grab hold. Grab hold of the rope. Hayden, what in the fresh hell are you doing? That man is trying to kill us. Just kill the monster or something. We need to get him. Are we out of initiative? Uh, let's re-roll initiative. Ooh, just okay. To, okay. Just to handle this. Okie dokie. All right. This is a new, new moment. A uh, stump. That's a 22. 
19. Yeah! <laughs> Give me more time to panic. Very nice. That's great. Good. And Salome. Just a real nice six. How does this happen? She's just a little clumsy, honestly. It's okay. Great. First in the order is Stump. Hayden has already taken the rope and thrown it off the ledge toward Rat. What do you do? Uh, kid, if you're wrong, you really owe us. And uh, I'm going to shoot at the monster. Okay. That is uh, Nat 1. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I miss. <laughs> you shoot Rat. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> uh, no, your your shot just goes wide. Dink. Anything else? I'm going to use uh, cutting action to take hide as a bonus action. Okay. You uh, hide behind one of the pillars, sort of holding up Twin River. Great. Great. Next in the order is Rat. Rat is going to try to escape the grapple. Oof. You you see him squirm in the tentacle's grasp, but it does not let go. Next in the order is Hayden. Can I fire the crossbow with... It's a hand crossbow, so I can fire it with one hand and still hold the rope? Yes. Okay, then I I will unload into this thing. Okay. Nice. Uh, 21 to hit. That hits. Roll damage. Eight damage, and I'm attacking again. All right. Uh, 28. Oh, yeah. That's... That is way above. And that's uh, another nine damage. Okay. Uh, you're still holding strong to the rope with one hand. You aim, fire with the other hand. Two bolts, bop, bop, hit it in its weird like maw body. Like, its its entire body basically is comprised of a mouth. And you see it has one tentacle sprouting out of its back. This tentacle looks up and you see eyes in the end of its tentacle. And this is like how it sees while submerged under the trash. And it sees that you're attacking it. Rat, come on now. I don't know if you know that it's me or not, but you have so much stupid fake attempts at wisdom to tell me before you're gone. Come on now. Next in the order is the Otyug. Is that the trash monster? That is the trash monster. Ooh, fun. It begins to pull Rat in. And then something happens. You see it begins to pull Rat in and is about to bite him when it sort of freezes for a second and then lets out a loud belch and you see fire erupt from inside and it takes damage. Oh, is that from from Porton's thing or is that is Rat doing that? That is something you don't know about yet. Ooh, fun. (laughs) That's for a secret. <laughs> uh, the Otia belches and flame erupts from inside of it. It takes some damage from that. Does Rat also mm. take damage from that? Rat does not, because Lovely. Rat is uh, resistant to fire damage. Oh. Well, shit howdy. <laughs> Good for Rat. Must be nice. Must be Must nice. Be. The Otia is now going to try and bite Rat. It rolls a nat one. Yes! Oh! I was like, that's bad or good. It brings in Rat. At the last second, he sort of twitches aside, and it bites its own tentacle and takes some damage. Ooh! <laughs> it roars in anger and is going to whack Rat with one of its tentacles instead in order to make him pay. And then rolls a nat one again and hits itself. Holy guacamole, I haven't had a roll above eight yet. Okay. It tried hitting him with its other tentacles. Nothing happens. Insanity. Dang, all right. Next in the order is Salome. 
Hayden, come on. What are we doing here? I know this doesn't make any sense, but... Yeah, you're damn right it doesn't. He, he's family. He's my, he's my brother. He's my stupid idiot brother that I thought was dead. And I don't know what's happening, but we need to figure it out. All right, dear heart. I'll take care of it. Salome still has the revolver in her hand and points it directly at Rat and can see in him nothing but someone else who uses what power they have in the same way that Thaddeus and Luther and Courtois and everybody else from Threed seems to be using it. And she knows with how close the Ochug and Rat are right now that she could definitely make this look like an accident. And I think at just the very last second sees the look of desperation on Hayden, knows how much she owes them, and shoots the trash monster. Salome, as you turn to line up your shot at Rat, you get this sensation in your mind, through your fingers, that it would feel good to just blow him away right now. It'd feel satisfying. And you almost hear a voice in the back of your head saying, he struck you. You might as well strike him down. But you look over and you see the fear in Hayden's eyes. And the fear in the eyes of a friend overwhelms that little voice. And you fire on the Otyug. Y'all see two shots fired into this Otyug as close to Rat as they could possibly be without hitting him. I am, though, going to use Repelling Blast, which pushes that creature 10 feet away. I don't know if that works with each beam, but if it does, it's 20 feet. If not, it's just 10. And I don't know if that would break the, the, the hold on Rat. Or if it would pull Rat down. Ooh, yeah. okay. All right, so there's two rays of Eldritch Blast, and one is a 21, and the other is an unnatural 20. Both hit. I'm going to have the Otiug make a strength saving throw in order to hold on to Rat. If it succeeds, it holds on to Rat. If it fails, it's going to be pushed back. Great. That is seven damage to the Otiug. It's not much, but, but you know, <laughs> that's it's still something. <laughs> But the drama, though. I'm going to set the check at at a 15. If it makes a 15, it'll hold on to Rat. It has a plus three to strength, so all it needs to do is make above a 12. Salome, you fire these two bolts let loose from the revolver. A gunshot, the, the volume of a cannon blasts. These two shots hit the Otiug. It pushes the Otiug downward into the trash. And as it does, it lets go of Rat. Yes! <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> the Otiug disappears under the sea of trash, and Rat collapses down next to the pit. Is that good enough, or do we have to take him with us? I, I sure would love to <laughs> rescue him. You wait a couple seconds. You hear a... <laughs> as the Otyug seems to have had its fill of this. 
and it does not come back up. And you are out of combat. I think I absolute, uh, accidentally created a global warming disaster by throwing that potion in and making a flaming trash hole. <laughs> yeah, you Ma- might have done. Maverick says, D- you, did you know that it was a, a flame potion? Because you know, you know Twin River is, is a wooden bridge. <laughs> I was told it would be helpful, and that was it. And honestly, I'm going to have a talk with that guy because it wasn't too helpful. <laughs> Fair enough. Hayden, you want to you wanna get your friend? Look, I, if y'all need to go on ahead to take care of Charlie, I understand. I, I have to. I, I have to get him. Can we do both? Let's get him out quickly. All right, all right. I, I want to make sure that he is out of the way. Look, I, I know this man means something to you, but he is trying to kill you, honey. We can't take him with us. Well, we'll see about that. Um, and <laughs> Hayden ties off the <laughs> rope and climbs it down to go collect rat. Mm, okay. You all, uh, you all descend the rope? No, I hold no. the rope. Okay. I supervise. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bud. Yeah, I don't have a lot of strength, as shown earlier when I tried to kick Nor the guy Hayden. off the ledge. Yeah, I'll, I'll hold the rope. I don't want to let Hayden fall. I will also add, there are stairs down to that level. That, well, sure. That'd be helpful. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, I'll take the stairs. That's how Rat was able to <laughs> descend from this platform to the trash level. I spend a moment, like, just working to tie the rope as, like, neatly and cleanly as I can, and then I look over and... Another fucking hat thing. All right. Let's <laughs> go to the stairs. Okay, I get it. We're not all perfect. Hayden, you need a hand bringing the man who tried to kill you up the stairs? Oh, so we're going to be sassy about it. All right. Yeah, I'm going to be uh, a little sassy about it. Hayden, I'm worried sick about you. This ain't exactly the brightest decision you ever... God damn it, I'm starting to sound like my Aunt Lala. Okay. Oh, hell. I can carry him if you like. Maverick chimes in and says he... Was trying to kill us. In all, in all fairness, the lady does have a point. He was trying to kill us. Thank you. I understand the negativity. I'd appreciate the help. If I had told you before now, you would understand why I have to save this guy. Um, well, let's get walking. Yeah. Walk, right. you can, we can walk and talk down the stairs. <laughs> you descend the stairs. At the bottom, Rat lays in a heap. His church attire is singed. But... You see his chest moving up and down as he breathes. Uh, does he? Is he conscious or is he out? You cannot tell. He uh, has a cowl on over his face. Kit, this is kind of my expertise. Do you want me to kind of check on him a little bit? Uh, I mean, that would be fantastic. Yeah, can I make a, a medicine check to see what's going on? Yeah. Uh, that's a 13. Okay. You are walking towards rat you can see his wounds from here they don't look grievous he didn't take a whole lot of damage in the past battle in fact you're not sure why he would be unconscious right now what's your passive perception 10 it's awful mine is (laughs) 13 okay hayden you see this you see one of Rat's hands is going for a dagger on his belt. <laughs> oh, you can't surprise me, buddy. I'm going to approach and reach the, reach down as though I'm going to remove the cowl and put a boot heel on his wrist. Okay. What do you look like right now? 
<laughs> um, oh, God, what was the name? That's such a question. <laughs> the, the professor or the the old guy? Bartholomew Giggle Spasms still? I think that's... <laughs> No, it's, I don't remember who I changed into uh, when I went to the bar. Oh, average man. Oh, yes, I am average you, man. You were, you were totally yeah. neutral average. man. Yeah. I'm neutral man. Okay, I think in this moment, I would, for the first time, fully drop the disguise. Okay. I don't think Rat has even seen true Hayden. Okay. But in this moment, it feels right to do. So the neutral man beard (laughs) shrivels away and disappears. The color starts draining out of my skin. The color drains out of my hair, and it goes from the tight curls against my head, grows out into this almost straw-like white hair, and my eyes go black. And go, there's nothing you can do that's going to surprise me, bud. Don't go for the knife. Let's have a little chat. Old friends deserve that, don't they? Uh, roll a persuasion check. The funny thing about Hayden is that they're very good at deception. Not as great at persuasion. But that is a dirty 20. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're not sure what it is. But somewhere in your line of speaking, his hand freezes and doesn't go for the knife. And you're able to approach. I know I probably should have picked out the face that you would know me as, but I know I'm sick of hiding at the moment. Rat looks up at you and he says, who are you? And how do you know me? I'm just your loyal, lowly follower, your fellow urchin, hoping that we might get out of the pipers and, uh, I don't know, get a first floor apartment sometime. Listening at your every suggestion, your accidental cheese puns, even though your name is Rat and somehow you're not intentionally leaning into it. Roll insight. 16. Something's weird. These words aren't registering to him. His accent is also not the same. Noah, how about this? You clearly are under orders to take me and my friends down. But you see something in me. Something that confuses you. And something that you want to get to the bottom of. And you know that killing us is going to snuff out that mystery and you'll never get an answer. But if you stick around with us for a minute, cooperate, maybe we can all get what we want. How's that sound? Roll a persuasion check. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Another dirty 20. Nice. Mm. He looks at you. He looks at the other two of you. And LaMarche. And he says, you are enemies of the flame. Why would I be associated with you? What do do you... And he begins to pull off his cowl. Underneath it, with a pang of, well, pain, you see Rat for the first time 
in a little over a year. He looks different. It's the same face, the same bone structure, but now the wisps of his mustache that he'd been growing in are gone. The sort of medium-length shaggy hair he had is now buzz-cut straight to his skull, and his eyes, the rat you knew, you could always tell he was up to something. There was a little twinkle in his eye that said, I've got a plan, or join me, we're about to have some fun. This rat, his eyes are wrong. One more thing. Embedded in the flesh of his right temple is a black stone. It is buried in his flesh to the point that you don't know if you could remove it. Uh, Stomp? Yeah? Have you ever performed major surgery? (laughs) That's a very loaded question. Yeah, this is a very loaded temple I'm looking at right here, and it makes me nervous. (laughs) I mean, I've done, like, some light surgeries here and there, like, for wounds, but I've never, like, extracted a rock from a... Do you have anything that removes charms or curses? I can identify it. I I can tell you what it is, and that's a start. It couldn't hurt. I might be able to help if he's charmed, but this seems like a little more than charmed. This is kind of like rock in his head. (laughs) (laughs) I think that Stump may have a point. Maybe we need to know what it is we're dealing with before we try to. Oh, yeah, of course. Look, if it ends up being some kind of charm, I just, I might be able to help. All right. Stump, Salome, um, whether he's aware of it or not, um, this is, um, this is my brother Rat. Oh, what? Oh, 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 hey. Howdy, Rat. I, I do not see the resemblance. Uh, well, it's not a, it's not a literal family. It's more of a, okay. uh, so I look like this, um, point number one. Um, I don't know who my family is, where they are, if, or if I'm just the only me, but I was wandering around in Threed when I was little and got picked up by, um, well, Winona, who is the one I've been looking for, and uh, Rat here. And they had a, <laughs> a little gang of uh, loose kids out and around the city, <laughs> uh, these orphans. We call ourselves the Pipers, and well, they, they raised me up until someone, probably Courtois, sent the stranger to take out the lot of us. I thought that Rat was one of the ones taken out, and that Winona and I were the only ones left, and I went after the stranger to get my revenge, and somehow luckily managed to achieve it. And we think that your brother here is under some kind of magical control by the church. That'd be my guess. Well, shit, I'm sorry I almost killed him. No, I get it. (laughs) That's normally our mode of operations on this kind of thing. Well, look, Hayden, one way or another, we're going to get him out of here. If we can help now, we will. If not, what we might do is sort of secure Rat for now and come back to get him later. Because frankly, with how he is right now, I don't feel super comfortable just bringing him into a room with Courtois and seeing what happens. No, you're right. I, I'm torn, because I, 
I care about Charlie. Charlie's completely innocent and needs to be helped, but I just don't want to lose him again. Maverick pipes up and he says, well, we are headed to a dungeon, which is the perfect place for holding people. If we want to tie this cat up and then take him down there and toss him in a cell. What, you're saying we find a spare room and just throw him in for a minute? Toss him in a spare room until we deal with this witch. I don't see any harm in it. Yeah, you got some keys on you? I mean, there are there are empty cells that are open. We could just toss them in, close it, and then we can figure out the lock later. Oh, well, hell, perfect. I, I got the lock. Don't worry about it. Yeah, all right. Oh. We will need to make sure that we thoroughly search him because whether, he's, whether he remembers his time with me or not, he knows how to get out of a lock. <laughs> um, well, That's a fair point. Uh, if he's uh, half as good as you. Tell me everything he knows, as little as that is. Do we want to figure out what's going on with him? It's going to take, you know, about 10 minutes, but, or do we want to lock him up and do that later? I know what I want, but I will acquiesce to the group. I'm real torn, honey. I don't want to put Charlie through another 10 minutes of what they've been going through. I know. And look, I understand, dear heart. I really do. My aunts might very well be fighting for their lives, not just a few miles north of here. And it is everything I can do not to just drop everything here and run to them. But there are things that we need to do now. And there are things that we might just have to do a little bit later. All right. I got one more reason to kill Courtois anyway. Let's go. Can we just knock Rat unconscious? Honestly, you go, you, you go to start tying Rat up and Maverick just clocks oh. him. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I mean, if you were going to do that anyway, you could have saved us some conversation. Yeah, I mean, fair enough, Mr. Lamarck. And fully lays him the fuck out. And he says, listen, he's your brother. I wanted to make sure that you had the plan first before I just clock this cat. Okay, well, let's uh, tie him up down. <laughs> <laughs> All my thanks to high water, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you tie up rat. Once Rat is tied up, I'm going to just search him for just, you know, anything that could get him out or weapons, sure. you know, just kind of a safety thing. I will help. You <laughs> you find, like, three daggers, and that's it. I don't even got to roll for it? Okay. Cool. I, I mean, they are just, they're fully on his belt. Um, he has no pockets. His, his suit is just for stealth and for holding daggers in his belt, and that's it. This dude is muscular, let me tell you. I just had... A wonderful thought. We do have Rat here. Is there any sign of the other two guards, or are they both consumed? The other two assassins? Yes. They were totally consumed. Well, we have one outfit. We do have one outfit, and we got one hell of a good shape changer. (laughs) There is no one I know better (laughs) than this individual. (laughs) I mean, can't hurt. Okay. Um, I'd pick up Rat and fireman carry him up the stairs <laughs> okay wait up the stairs or down the stairs down because the stairs down the stairs heading, are we going okay. down you I'll are just, headed I'll just down pick him up <laughs> whichever go, direction we're supposed to be going <laughs> which way are we going with this fella uh you descend <laughs> to level six of twin river level six is barely a level it is more support beams than anything else at this point, just helping to hold up the entirety of the city. There are sparse, straight bridges, not even rope bridges at this point, just like support beams without railings, 
going deeper and deeper. It's pretty dark down here. And if any of you say you have dark vision, I'm going to scream. Hey, Casey. <laughs> it is dark down here for the purposes of dramatic effect, and I will fight all three of you here in a few minutes. <laughs> um, literally. I'm not going to talk to you about my dark. Solomon can't see for shit in the dark. <laughs> yeah. It is, it is dark down here, as for the most part, nobody really comes down here. And the path to the sink is the only way that is lit. There are torches occasionally on the support beams as you make your way down. As you pass over this very thin, very small support bridge, you look down and you can see the swirling current of the Nairn and the Little Knife rivers as they join. Below level six, there is no level seven other than the sink. So beyond this point, it is a long way down to a watery, cold grave. Wow, Mr. Lamarch, y'all got some spooky digs in here. <laughs> he says, yeah, you see this right here? This is actually my favorite spot to throw people who have offended me and the city of Twin River to their watery grave. Oh, no joke. I fake a shoulder at Lamarche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, was uh, <laughs> was one of us supposed to go in? Were all of us supposed to go in there? <laughs> this is, ah, 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 yeah, all right. Well, hell, glad we ended up on better terms, I guess. Listen, you healed me. We are all squared unless you piss me off again. Oh, fair enough. You make your way around these cluster of pillars, and then you look down you begin to descend toward level seven. The pathway that you're on sort of swings around sort of the outside of Twin River. So you can actually like look up at this point and see all of the levels of Twin River above you and the water below you. And finally, you make your way around and sort of in the center of this path, in the direct center of, of the entire structure of Twin River is this path that leads straight down and you look down and at the end of it is the sink the sink sits at the exact knife point where the rivers meet the dungeon is comprised of a large stone cube sunk about three fourths of the way into the boggy half land half water the nairn and the little uh, and the little knife swirl around either side, eternally rushing toward their marriage. Casey, how is the sink attached to the rest of Twin River? Uh, there is one massive beam, bigger than all of the others, that is sort of the center support, like the, like the pole around which Twin River is built that goes through the sink and deeper into the earth. So it's like hanging off of that giant beam? Uh, yeah, it's on the beam. You don't have a way of flooding the sink, do you? Oh, I was gonna go with drop the sink, but... <laughs> you got any way of dropping or flooding the sink? I mean, the sink itself is built into Twin River. Uh, you'd have to do structural damage to the sink or to Twin River in order to make that happen. 
Look, dodgeball is off. The, the city is basically done. <laughs> um, if the dodgeball league's gone, that's all we heard about coming into here. That's the whole reason we're I, here. I have some objections that I might want to. <laughs> it's nothing against the rest clarify. of the city. It's just the dodgeball league seemed like the highlight. Hmm. I mean, have you been? Have you been to the big bun? <laughs> like, I think we might have gone to the little bun if I'm if I'm remembering correctly. Well, here's the thing: I can be rat, which. Hopefully means that I can keep Courtois distracted while you all collect Charlie. So maybe I need to be in the lead. I don't think you should go in by yourself, though. Having met her, I don't think you want to be in there. Here's the thing, though. Rat very clearly had instructions to kill all y'all. So if I come in with anyone, then the jig is up from the stop. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't have to be in the room, but just kind of... In the hallway, maybe? Oh, for sure. Cover my back. Absolutely. I don't want to go in all by myself. <laughs> Let me okay, be perfectly cool. clear. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I was going to say, I, I've got invisibility, too, if we need to. Now that is a wonderful option. I got two spells left I can cast. Full stop. So if we want to use one of them for that, I, I sure can. I don't know. <laughs> it's a risk. Hayden, would you rather have someone able to be a little bit more close by? Or would you rather have... A sort of in full fighting shape. Whew. I can make the call if you want, but I think if we're pl- if we're planning to try and just get out, then having you close is most helpful. All right, and I will cast invisibility on myself to get advantage on those stealth checks. Okay, and hope that Courtois can't see through it. And Rat is just <laughs> suspended in the air. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find a nice room for him. It'll be fine. Hayden, do you? Dress yourself up in Hayden's garb. I do. In, in Rat's garb. Yep. Great. Rat is just in his skinnies. <laughs> Dicks out for the flame. <laughs> Horrifying. No. Um, no. That's the first no I've gotten from Casey. Casey, are they like, what's Rat's underwear situation? Is it like the little heart ones, but it's all the Eternal Flame logo? The, they're, yeah, they're little hearts, but they're on fire. Yeah, that's the holy underwear. What's the ho- what kind of holy underwear situation does Rat have? There's like black briefs, like they're not descriptive. Oh, <laughs> there's like a little, there's a little logo of the flame on one side, like just a, just a little, <laughs> just to be sponsored like, by Nike. It does say holy across the butt. Yeah. Hey, wait, Lamar, are you coming with us? Lamar sort of turns to you and says, hey, what do you want me to do? <laughs> if we're fighting, we need him with us. You think you can kind of hang back, and if it starts to sound like a little bit of a scuffle, you can come in and join? I mean, I can... It seems like y'all are calling the shots, so I can chill outside. Uh, I would prefer to put the herd on this lady, but, like, if I need to chill outside, I can. We might need to put the herd on this lady. Okay. But I think we're also well, a little bit worried about this lady putting the hurt on us. You know, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. It is. So I'll, <laughs> why don't I just chill outside, try not to fall off, and y'all go inside. I mean, and if it, you know, if it comes to blows, you'll be the first to know. Love to hear it. <laughs> He's going to chill at the, at the base. <laughs> He's going to sit with his feet dangling off and just sort of chill. Oh, are we not, aren't, we sticking, aren't we sticking rat in, in a cell? Yeah, if you find an empty cell, you can just toss them in. Okay. Oh, it just works like that. All right. Yeah. I mean, what a wild prison system this is. Do I, I mean, do you want a Dewey Decimal System for the prisoners? Like, what are you asking of me? I mean, do you have like a guard in the front or something? It's just like I, I could just walk into your I, yeah, prison. 
Well, I, here, let me. And he sort of looks down and he says, "There's no guard out front anymore." So okay. I don't know. If, I don't know where the guards out. are. I I assume she might have taken care of the guards already. Yeah, she might have done. Okay. Well, are we doing this? Let's do it. No time like the present. All of you roll stealth. I don't think I need to roll stealth. I'm not trying to hide. You're not trying to hide, so you don't have to roll stealth. Stump roll stealth. <laughs> roll two net ones. Almost. I rolled two twos. No! <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. I swear to God, you guys, I rolled two twos. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, I'm we'll, so cross, sorry. we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But you are invisible, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to use my last Spurf Neblin camouflage to give myself advantage on this stealth check. And oh, yours goes better than mine. That's a 24. <laughs> no, that's better than a 2. I don't even have anything to add to stealth. It's just it's just 2. <laughs> it's just a 2 and then another 2. I I added 9 to mine. Wow. At least y'all know I'm not fudging rolls. Like <laughs> Hey, yeah. Like, I'll that's never fair. fudge a roll, but that's rough out there. Honesty is the best policy. <sighs> okay, incredible. Um, LaMarche... <laughs> oh, LaMarche, no. is hanging, LaMarche is hanging outside. Stump, you go in and become one with the darkness. I do have superior dark vision also. I'll just throw that out there. I have 120 feet of dark vision. Wow, okay. <laughs> proud of you. Salome is running into the fact that she is invisible also to herself. And cannot see the front of her dress anymore and is stepping on it <laughs> as she goes by. This is why we got you a new dress. Salome, you walk you fully walk into the no, doorway as you walk in, you just like yeah. fully biff your shoulder on it. It's kinda un- I haven't done this to myself before. It's unnerving, you know. I don't really know where my body is in space and time anymore. Uh great. And Hayden, you become for all intents and purposes rat and you three make your way forward as luck would have it there is an open cell right next to the door great that you are able to place rat in for now and you click it shut y'all ever notice how you can always see your nose like i never noticed that i could always see my nose before until i can't see my nose anymore (laughs) Salome, I'm going to need you to focus up real good right now. I'm so sorry. This is bizarre. <laughs> Great. Um, the, the sink is laid out pretty simply. There are just sort of the two rows of cells and one long hallway down the middle, probably about 90 feet from one end to the other. As you make your way in, it is dark in here. Again, do not tell me about your dark vision. (laughs) It is dark in here. There are no lights on. As you make your way in, the only lights are from the torches outside that sort of leave a flickering outline of the door at your feet as you walk in. The cells along either side Some of them are empty and open with shackles on the ground, extending as if they were open palms ready to grab. Past them, you see some cells that are occupied with prisoners in those same shackles sitting on the damp floor. At the top of the walls, you see little barred windows 
and occasionally you see the water from the rivers slosh in through these windows, dousing the prisoners inside and slapping the wet floor. While it is dark, it is not quiet in here. The constant roar of the rivers is sort of dully happening at all times. And down the hallway, at the very, very end, you see the room that Stump was being held in before. The door is open, and you see a faint glow from within. Here we go, friends. Yeah, sure enough. I step through. Sorry, you enter the room? Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I'll stay right outside. Okay, you're both outside. Hayden, you walk in. It is sort of a larger cell. There is sort of a stone wall that separates it from the rest of the dungeon. You think it might be for more rambunctious prisoners that need to be isolated, or maybe even, like, beasts. And the the cell door is, like, reinforced. You walk into the room. In the center of the room stands Courtois. She is draped in black robes. Her left hand is outstretched and glows with a faint orange light. Gripped in her hand are a pair of pliers. In shackles against the wall is Charlie. And as you walk in, Courtois says, I will ask you one more time. Where are the interlopers? She stops and turns and says, Ah, so my assassin has returned. Have they embraced the flame? Grand Inquisitor, the vermin have been dispatched. They took out the rest of my men and made rather a lot of noise doing it. Unfortunately, their devotion to the flame was insufficient. But the deed is done. So they've moved on to their eternal reward. Excellent. And as for ours, they also receive their eternal reward. For you see, all in the end will receive what they have earned. They have been consumed as the flame wills it, Grand Inquisitor. Correct. (sighs) What these fools don't know is that the flame is inevitable. It will happen, one way or another. Our purpose on this blighted earth is to prepare its way. And as our souls provide the fuel that it takes to cleanse this earth once more, we will be joyous and sing its praises. And you today have done a great service. Hayden, roll a deception check. Oh, please roll well, my friend. Roll with advantage because you are dressed as their ilk. All right. For the third time this session, that's another dirty 20. Yeah. 
Oh, keep it up, keep it up. <laughs> thank you, Dice, thank you, Dice. Stump shits in the alley because he's so scared. <laughs> yeah, Solomon is shaking. <laughs> Stump, never trust a fart. <laughs> um, you seem to convince her, and she says, great. Well, now that our little secret has been kept, our work here in Twin River is done. Oh, our friend, Lamarch. You wouldn't happen to know what became of him. He was allied with the others. Unfortunately for him, that alliance did not last long. He mm. made his way to the inside of the beast that devours the trash. Ah. A fitting end. Grand Inquisitor, if if I may. Yes? One of the infidels said something strange hmm. before I offered them up to the flame. Something about how I should remember them. I didn't understand it. Her eyes narrow, and she says, It was a trick. These interlopers seek only to draw you away from the eternal flame. In fact, it is their purpose. Anything you heard was not only baseless lies, it was, in fact, blasphemy. Remove it from your head, and we shall adjust you upon our return to three. Thank you, Grand Inquisitor. You help keep me clear. Of course. That is my purpose, is to guide your souls. There is, however, one last bit of business that we have to resolve, don't we? As you wish, Grand Inquisitor. She smiles and looks to Charlie on the wall. And she says, It looks like... I will no longer need the information that you hold. And Charlie seems to sort of sag into their restraints and says, oh, thank you. Can, can I go now? And <laughs> no, Courtois Charlie. says, of course, of course you can go. On to your eternal reward. And then she turns to you, Hayden, and extends a dagger. And says, now, show our dear friend the rewards of the flame's guidance. As you wish, Grand Inquisitor. I reach my hand out towards the dagger. But instead of grabbing the dagger, I grab hold of her wrist. Say hello to the pipers for me, you bitch. And I cast silence. <laughs> oh, it's a small room! Fun. It's a small fucking room! Oh, that's fun. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Oh, hell yeah. Oh. All right. All righty then. Um, yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, don't be. That's, that's just... I can smite when it's quiet. <laughs> it's my last spell slot. What? What is the, what is the range on silence? 20-foot radius. Do you cast it centered on her? We're in the center of the room, right? Yes. 
The room is smaller than 20 feet. Then yeah. You clasp her wrist. It, it's almost like this little... And all sound immediately stops. The, the rushing of the rivers outside, the dripping of the water inside, uh, Salome bumping off of doorways in the background, uh, all of this sound... <laughs> no one can hear it now. <laughs> all of this sound goes away. She looks down at her wrist, looks at you, and you see her mouth the words, you fool. And everyone, roll initiative. Oh, I guess we're done with this. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't make a code word, but that sounds pretty close. Great. Stump. Uh, As I said before, that's a sexy nine. (laughs) Uh, Hayden. 24. Hayden. What's your dex? Oh. Oh, no. My dex is um, 19. All right, Red. You're not faster than me. (laughs) Salome. That's a 13. Okay. Hey, you know what? It's respectable. respectable. It's two digits. (laughs) Great. First in the order is Hayden by a hair. Ooh. Okay. All right, Hayden. Here we go. All right. I'm going to raise up my crossbow directly to her chest and fire many, many times. Mm, okay. Uh, first roll is a natural 18, which makes a 27. I'll just do all these in a group. Okay. Uh, next is a 24. Third is a dirty 20. And I may decide to do a fourth attack. We're going to see how this damage goes. Okay. Yeah, these all way, way hit. Great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, get that good, good dice ASMR. 35 damage as I unload yes! three crossbow bolts yes! directly yes! into her chest. I love to see it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you hold up your crossbow, one hand clenching her wrist, the other pointed straight at her chest, and you just unload. Bam, bam, bam. Shot after shot into her chest. You see her screaming, but you cannot hear it. (laughs) Anything else on your turn? Yeah, I will use my bonus action to make one more attack. (laughs) (laughs) Cash. That's a 19 to hit. That will hit. Another eight damage. Okay. (sighs) So good. Whatever. (laughs) Cool. She looks hurt. She does not look like bloodied yet. Ooh, actually, with my movement, since, as you said... It's dark in here. I'm going <laughs> to ghost away from Courtois. I'm just going to fully fuck off, head towards Charlie. And because it's so dark and with my snazzy Gloomstalker Ranger abilities, I'm invisible <gasps> to her. So I could just... Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. All right. We can work with this. All right. <laughs> you let go over and sort of ghost over to near where Charlie is. Her red eyes flash in the darkness. She says something, but it's silent, so you can't make it out. It's weird. She's there for a second, and then she's gone. Stump, Salome, you see Courtois step out, (gasps) just out of nowhere. As she sort of steps out of this, you see four crossbow bolts in her chest. (laughs) And you see a dark magic crawls over her skin now. 
Her eyes flash red. Salome and Stump, you see her pull something from her belt. It looks like a handle. You see one lash of flame emerge from the hilt. It is a fire whip. Now that she is here, she says, I knew you three would survive. A murderer, a thief, and a monster. Well, that's kind of nice. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. And she is going to cast Firebolt on you, Salome. She's going to have disadvantage on the head. She knows you're there. She just doesn't know where. Okay. That is a 17 to hit. That'll miss. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, she extends her hand. A blast of flame emerges and smashes against the wall near you, Salome, but not not close enough to affect you. (laughs) Oh, man. She's going to run 30 feet back. So she is close to the entrance of the of the sink now. Uh, Salome, it is your turn. Then I'm going after her. Okay, so from invisibility, because this is not a spell, Okay. Uh, I'm going to use Hexblade's curse on her. And for the first okay. time, use it on the right person. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then <laughs> I am going to run up to her, and I believe I get advantage on an attack roll, right? Because I'm invisible. You do. Okay. This invisibility, so man. Yep. Whew, okay, advantage on this attack with Booming Blade, please. Uh, that is a 24 to hit. That's going to hit. Roll some okay. damage. All right. I'll tag on a second level smite to this. 31 damage. You hit her, but you don't hit as hard as you thought you would. Oh, because is she immune to radiant damage? You, you see that black magic swirling on her skin after she teleported, and you get the sense that it is connected to the teleportation. Oh. All right. Well, I try to hit her for 31. You do. You still do some damage. Yeah, okay. Um, as Salome smites this time, I think that feeling of when she had that gun pointed at Rat returns of like, God, it would feel so good to just take somebody like you off the board. Mm. And as she smites, the vines that come out of her sword are just thick with briars. And I think the flowers on them have started to wilt and die. Yeah, you slash her and vines sort of erupt from your sword and sort of surround her for a second. She rips through them. But before she does, you notice that the flowers look decayed, as if even when they were sprouting, they were already dead. Uh, Stump, it is your turn. So, uh, from the shadows, Stump is gonna, uh, you know, grab, um, a vial of poison, you know, one of the vials from his chest is gonna uncork it and launch it at Courtois is gonna cast Ray of Sickness on her with advantage, cause I'm hidden, right? She hasn't seen me? Uh, yeah, she hasn't seen you. Very nice. Uh, that's a 21. That's going to hit. Uh, that's 11 damage, and she has to make a constitution saving throw or be poisoned. Oh, very nice. Oh, boy. Uh, DC 15. Constitution is not great for spellcasters. <laughs> you seem like y'all had it, but I wanted to do a little bit, you know? The more the merrier. Listen, I think we could use all we can get. Uh, she fails. 
Nice. Woo. Yes. And as usual, she is now poisoned, which means she gets disadvantage on attacks and ability checks. <laughs> Very good. It's only until the end of my next turn. So it is just for now. It is for this turn. That's still around. Then I'm going to cunning action to hide. It's a 16. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. She knows where you are. Okay. <laughs> it's worth a shot. Her, her, her passive perception, 19. Oh. Okay. Do what you must. Okay. Hey, Marsha, you want to come on in here? It's your time to shine. Yeah, why don't you bring Helen Highwater over here? He says, okay. Great. Uh, next in the order is Hayden. Hayden, you are in this silent room by yourself. You cannot hear <laughs> anything going on outside. Uh, it is just you and Charlie. And Charlie can't see me either. If I, like, get all up in Charlie's face, can I, like, can I get them to see me? Yeah, I like, I think you can make yourself present. Like, you can, I mean, you are invisible. Yeah. But there are ways to make you uh, present, I guess. Um, okay, let me, um, let me inspect Charlie's uh, situation to see how easy it is to get them out. Okay. Like how? Um, what kind of chains are have we got here? Like what's going on? Yeah, roll, uh, roll investigation. It's this is a low check, probably like a twelve. Eighteen. You see that Charlie is bound at the wrists and ankles. It will take a separate lock to unbind each one. <sighs> does Charlie look okay? Charlie does not look hurt. Okay. Charlie looks scared, but beyond that, isn't in any physical harm. I lightly press against Charlie's chest okay, to make them aware that I'm there and just give like a thumbs up and a two for two seconds and then run out of the room towards the fight. <laughs> okay. You do this sort of like the outline of a hand appears for a second in front of their face mm -hmm. and then you run out of the room and Charlie just sort of stays there <laughs> all right down the hall Courtois and Salome are towards the other end Stump is nearby Courtois looks hurt does not look bloodied yet well let's see if we can do something about that okay 24 to hit that's what <laughs> it is <laughs> for nine damage okay 19 to hit that will hit for six damage okay Ooh, and a natural two. Oh, <laughs> that does not hit every once in a while she is starting to look bloody and these crossbow bolts are just flying out of the ether like as though they are just appearing out of nowhere and hitting her yeah it's just and I intentionally left the silence going so that Courtois can't double back and hurt Charlie while we're all not right. in the room. Okay. And is that the end of your turn? That's all I got. She turns to you all and says, You think you've bested me. A Jameson heiress, an old thief, and an orphan. Well, I've still got a few tricks up my sleeve. She casts both hands to the back wall of the sink and brings them apart from each other sharply. 
Silence has been cast over that end of the room, so you hear nothing. But a large crack appears at the top of the wall and silently spreads down its length. There's a moment's pause before a silent explosion completely destroys the wall and river water begins to fill the room. And that is where we'll pick up next time. Thank you so much for listening to episode 14 of Mage Hand High Five, The Badlands. Want to hear, hear us talk more about the show? Check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash five and hear us get into all the nitty-gritty, fun, little, detailed things. Thanks to the illustrious Jacob Kersner for our orchestrations and the fabulous Shane Smith for our logo and our cover art. Check out our website at www.magehandhighfive.com and look for us all over social media. We're on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Discord, and wherever we may be, we're going to be there at Mage Hand High Five. Go to your podcatcher of choice and throw a five-star review our way. I will try to dodge it, but I might be unsuccessful. And now a shout out to all of our subscribers on Patreon. There's Al. Al Forrest Oakey, Allison DeVelvis, A.M. Lovelies, Avery Spar, Carrie Lee, Chicken Too Tasty, Das Carpenter, Diana Bacon, Imp Games, Jonathan Gunn, Julada Pang, Chloe Utley, Laura, Elder Soul, Liz Spar, Michael Clevenger, Mira the Nerd, Nathan Ritter, Sammy Richardson, and Tyler Gardner. You're all the best people I can think of. Tell your friends about us. Tell your foes about us. Tell Greg about us. I don't know. I feel like he'd be a fan. But when you do it, use the hashtag MHH5. And hey, how about a high five?